Hey, 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 everyone. Dave DeBow back at you with our special guest, Jeff Ling, zooming in from Belleville, Ontario. And Jeff has been in the real estate game for quite some time. And you know what? I really have to tip my hat to him because he's done an amazing job of building up his portfolio largely under his own financial steam, like buying properties, refinancing, buying more properties, all that kind of stuff, to the point where he's built up a portfolio, correct me if I'm wrong, Jeff, of around 100, 108 doors. Is that correct? 108 doors, yeah. And also the slowest possible way I could have gotten there. <laughs> you don't look that old, man. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Anyhow, Jeff, welcome to the show. Great to have you here. And uh, yeah, so why don't you start off by telling us how did you get started in real estate? What sparked you? What inspired you? Yeah. What got you going? That's Thanks for taking the time and showing the interest, first of all. I appreciate it. And I've okay. actually gotten a lot out of your podcast just listening. Geez, only in the last month or so, I've I've gotten turned on to your podcast and I've, I've got a lot out of it. So great. Appreciate that. Um, yeah, it's actually I, how I got started is kind of a sad story, unfortunately. Oh. Um, I... I'm a municipal employee. Uh, I was doing okay. Uh, three kids, you know, humble home, um, probably, you know, driving a tempo that with a muffler held together with duct tape. My wife thought she was going to help me out fix the muffler one day, put duct tape on there and like just scraping by, like just enough yeah. to pay the bills at the end of the month. And I had nothing. And I saw other people in my same street and walk of life and job seemed to be doing better. And my neighbor said, you should talk to a financial advisor. I said, what am I going to talk to a financial advisor about? I don't have any finances. What, mm -hmm. what, what's he going to tell me that's going to go get money? But he said, no, I'll just talk to him. It's free. He might help you out. So I did. And it's a really nice guy. Um, introduced me to mutual funds and uh, the escalating chart of uh, compounding, compounding interest. Yeah. And uh, he said, you know, go get rid of that mortgage years that you're paying a thousand bucks a month for half principal, half interest, go replace that with an interest only line of credit and give me the other half, the other 500 and I'll invest that for you. And I'll get you like eight to 10%, no guarantees, but this is what, you know, this is what the charts show. Yeah. He said, okay, sound like a good idea. And he said, don't start out on the flat line at the bottom where you're giving me 500 bucks a month, start out like halfway up where, you know, take that $500 a month, go get a loan use the $500 a month to pay the loan back and give me whatever you can borrow, which I think was about 40 K at the time. What year was this, Jeff? That would have been, uh, well, what was nine 11, 2001. So yeah. this would have been like, uh, four years before that. Mm. So, so 97, something 97. Like yeah. So, I mean, we did that and it all seemed like it was going okay. It didn't change my lifestyle any. My mortgage wasn't getting paid down, but I think I was making money in this fund. And then somebody decided to fly a plane into a building down in New York on September 11th, 2001. Yeah. Everybody lost their money. And my financial advisor got eaten up about it by convincing people like me to leverage their mortgages to do this and lose it all. He took his life. Oh, my so, God. That's, that's wow. what I mean. Sorry, man. Sad story. Really? No, nice no. That, that's that's a... That's a great cautionary tale. And the reason I'm perked up my ears a lot there, Jeff, is my my big brother, Dan, 
was a financial planner for 23 years. Wow. And I'm pretty sure he gave his clients that kind of advice. I remember when, by the time he finally got out of the business, he didn't take his life, thank God, but he had been through three cycles like that where he had gotten his, his clients invested in all this kind of, and you know, to give this guy credit, he wasn't trying to screw you. He was trying to, That's right. to help you. It it went sideways, and you're massively leveraged, as were a lot of his other clients. Uh, and it all, the the blowback came back on him, yeah. justifiably, right? Yeah. Um, well, I but, made a decision. Yeah, it, but but what did you know, right? Like you, yeah, you were exactly you were just an average Joe at that time. All right, so yeah. there you are, nine eleven. Now your your financial planner guy has taken his life. Mm-hmm. You're left hanging with what forty thousand dollar debt plus. Well, yeah, no, it wasn't all that bad to me because really all I lost was whatever money he had made me in that period of time through these mutual funds that were doing what they were supposed to do. So I still had the initial investment that I had given him. This oh, loan did? amount, okay. yeah, was still sitting there. And the principal was pretty much still there. Yeah, didn't lose anything, didn't make anything. Okay, all right. That's so sad story yeah. for him. Not terrible for you because exactly. a lot of people, a lot of people actually lost, lost their principal as well. So exactly. Not... So really, at the end of the day, I was just uh, leveraging whatever I could get equity out of my mortgage, which I don't know. It's not a bad play actually. Yeah. So <clears throat> the company sent my file to a new advisor. Yeah. I went to see the new advisor. And he said, you know, I shouldn't tell you this, but you get your money out of here and go buy income properties. I said, I said what? It took me actually about two years to wrap my head around it. You know, I was skeptical. I said, what are you getting out of this? Why are you telling me this? He's Who getting nothing you? out of that. That's, that's no, but he, he, he'd caught on to the multifamily residential stuff, uh, you know, prior. And he knew it was a good deal. He was just being honest. And, and yeah. when I posed the question to him, I actually said, what, what are you getting out of this? He said, well, nothing but if you know everybody's interested in buying buildings and there's competition the ones i have are going to go up in value so other Ah, than that nothing and he says i shouldn't tell you this but there's a sweet nineplex for sale over there at the corner of yeomans and catherine and uh i ended up buying it out underneath them like i i outbid them in the process (laughs) i i overbid uh more than ask which was not a thing back in the day and he still talks about my darn student you know we joke about it. it's a small our community is about 60,000. So yeah. it's a small community when you get into the, the group of investors that are in the multi-residential. So we bump into each other all the time. Yeah. Uh, it's actually funny because uh, we ran into each other at a sixplex in uh, a few months ago, we ended up closing on it in April and we, we run, we run into each other at the walkthrough for the viewing and we both slug our shoulders and we both look at each other and like, Oh, we're going to do this competition thing again. And he's standing there with my lawyer, my property lawyer, the guy that I hired to do all my yeah. property deals. And he and my lawyer and a third guy are all teamed up in corporation. They've been buying stuff. And I said, okay, we can compete against each other or we can work together. They went away, had chicken wings, came back 20 minutes later and said, yep, let's work together. So their corporation formed my corporation. We bought that six units and we're going to move on and keep putting more into that. Actually, we're making an offer on another one today. You did a joint venture. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I'm loving it. The partnership thing is, I've been 
focused solely on my own this whole time. Think I got to do it with my own money and my own speed. Buy and hold, refi till you die. And that's why it's taken me 19 years to get the 108 units. I have a feeling I can get another 108 units a lot quicker, you know, yeah, by taking sure. on partners. And yeah. You'll have a smaller equity stake in, in the next 108 units, but you'll be able to get there a hell of a lot faster, most most wow. definitely. Yeah. Well, what I'm what I'm trying to learn is uh, from all my friends that are seeing what a good deal this is, they want in on it. I'm trying to understand, okay, how do I work with them? And what mm-hmm. size equity take do I take with they want to put their money in? That, that's where I'm lost right, right now. Yeah. I need to learn that whole process. All right. Very, very good. So, well, walk us through. So you got that first nine plex. You've got zero experience in real estate as a real estate mm-hmm. investor or a landlord or any of that stuff. Yeah. Just how how did that progress from there to where you're at now? Do you self-manage? Mm-hmm. Have you outsourced the that kind of stuff? Um, are you still working at the at the day job or are you a full-time real estate investor what what does life look like for you now jeff how did that progress yeah i am retired now i've been retired for six years i was working at the time when we bought that first one and i didn't find it really all that hard to manage mm-hmm. our own i mean i can fix pretty much whatever i want to fix on my own i didn't yeah. have to put out a whole lot of money by hiring electricians and plumbers and stuff i could do the simple stuff yeah. I mean, there was some, you know, nights when you get the phone call at two in the morning and there's water flooding into my apartment and you got to drop and run kind of thing. Yeah. But short of that, anything else is pretty simple. You say, yeah, I can, I'll get to that on my days off. I work 12 hour shifts, four days on, four days off. So right. I actually had the freedom uh, to have a, a second gig like that and mm-hmm. didn't find it really that hard to manage. And it wasn't until the, the first five year term of that mortgage went by and it came time to refi. And I realized the increase in value and the principal pay down, you're going to give me how much tax free <laughs> do it again. That's when the light went on went, wow. So, what was, what was, one. so how long before you bought So was it five years before you bought your next one? I think one? it was a full five-year term because it wasn't yeah. until I refied that I figured out, okay, I'm going to go buy another one. Yeah. And the second one, I also threw a five-year term on, but I ended up coming across a deal with a four-year term yeah. that I really wanted. And it ended up being a, a vendor take back. Uh, I assumed his mortgage, he took some back and uh, that worked out great for both of yeah. us. He was a tenant in the building. It was a 12 flex. And uh, I said, look, Mike, I'll give you a, like your rents only 500 bucks, probably half of what it should have been at the time. Yeah. And I said, what are you going to do with the money? This, this first installment of money that I'm giving you it was 120 K. What are you yeah. going to do with it? Uh, I'll invest it. I said, well, I'll, I'll give you 5%, which, you know, works out to the other 500 bucks. Your rent's free. And he said, okay. So we did that for two years. Nice. And, uh, well, yeah. there you go. You got your, you got an investor on there. Yeah. 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 A couple of little joint venture projects along the way. And it just, it just became obvious. Just keep refinancing. And it's like popcorn. The first one takes a while to pop. And then the second one comes a little quicker. And then the second, third, and fourth. And now we're up to 14 buildings and it's about to go. It's about and to are become they a all, full Are they all in the Belleville area? They all local? Yeah, they are. There's a couple yeah. of smaller communities outside of Belleville, Sterling and Frankfurt. We own some there as well. But nice. because we're so hands-on managing ourselves, they're, they're all close enough that I can jump in my pickup truck and plow snow in the wintertime. And yeah. Do what, do what you need yeah. to do. 
Oh, that is wonderful. That is that is a great, great, great tale there, Jeff. So congratulations for for making that happen. You're you're beating yourself up because it's taken a while. However, I mean, at the end of the day, you've got a multi-million dollar portfolio. And if you were to liquidate it all today, I think that would put a even even after paying all the taxes, that would put a pretty penny oh, yeah. in your pocket. Oh, yeah. um, be a pretty good return on your time invested, I think, over those. Oh, yeah. Well, I could easily quit now, walk away, and be happy forever. So but why don't I got, you? Why, why I got don't three you? kids. I got three uh -huh. kids. Two, uh -huh. two of them are, are set. You know, one's an officer in the military. The other one's a dentist. The freedom of being able to afford four years of NYU dentistry hmm. is not cheap. No. It came from the apartments, not from my municipal employee job. That's for sure. Sure would. Right? Yeah. And uh, I put all four of them through university on top of that, or all three of them through four years of university on top of that, helped them buy their homes. And now my focus is my daughter is going to lose her job. Her boss, she's a psychometrist and her boss is a psychiatrist. He's retiring in a couple of years and she has really nothing and, I know, don't even know what a psychometrist is. Neither did I. So <laughs> if you're going to go see a psychiatrist and you need some kind of assistance through the school system or, or through the financial system, you need to qualify. And she just pre-screens uh, for the psychiatrist. Got it. Yeah. Because oh, okay. um, she's a really good people person, which makes me think she'll be a really good property manager. Right. So right. she's going to quit. She just told her boss. Uh, because we've got our 108 units, we're buying more. And some of these partners that have a whole bunch of units, they're starting to want to turn over their units to us to manage. Oh, Not wow. that I really love the management side of it. I probably shouldn't advertise that part. Mm -hmm. um, but we can take, <clears throat> probably shouldn't tell the CRA of this either, but the passive holdings are at a 50% tax bracket and the active property management companies at a 12% tax bracket. Yeah. So it's kind of obvious. But I can't just work for myself because CRA will know what's going on there. So I got to take on some other clients. So yeah, she will be able to replace her lost income from her other job uh, and probably more just in the beginning of what we have to manage now. Yeah. Well, I'll make sure she does. She's managing my stuff too. For sure. And, and that's just going to grow. So we're right at the stage of really starting to spread out, really starting to buy more, really starting to work with other investors, not knowing how yet but I'll figure it out with your help, I hope. And uh, also expanding our operations. You know, we need to start bringing in more employees and stuff and stop being, maybe not plow my own snow anymore and that kind of thing. So it sounds yeah. to me, Jeff, like you're having a hell of a good time. You're enjoying yourself. Yeah. And yeah. there's, it's kind of like me. People talk about, well, when are you going to retire? I, I don't want to retire, man. You know, yeah. most people that, I, that retire that I know of end up dying. Well, that's right do, but you know what i mean so yeah you might have but but the whole idea of just kind of sitting back on the rocking chair and doing nothing does not appeal yeah. to me at all it sounds like yeah. you know you're having fun yeah you, you like the deals you like the challenges you like yeah. all that good stuff no i love it i love it i love it all right so you kind of kind of touched on it so what do you see being some of the challenges moving ahead towards these goals and yeah and, you're going to start a property, more a formal, more of a formal type property management company. Yeah. You want to bring on other people for the, the maintenance side of things. Holy smokes. Yeah. So not to make you dizzy. 
This is our new office we're opening up. We bought this building. Actually, I'm I'm repairing a bad purchase. <laughs> it's uh it's my first uh commercial building. And uh like prices got so high in COVID and the interest rate went up that you know for a period of time the cash flow was basically gone. Yeah. It, and anything that was on the market that I was underwriting. And I had to stick my head up and look around what else is out there. And I bought this thing, talked to the realtor and I said, you know, what can I get for rent in this place? And he told me, and I kind of underwrote it the same way. I said, oh yeah, I can make money on this place. So I bought it. And I realized that nobody's renting commercial stuff right now. <laughs> certainly not off. Yeah, especially not in COVID. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. So we're going to uh, ask the city of Belleville to let us turn the commercial space upstairs into residential and add yeah. two units up there. But this bottom part will proudly be our office okay. where we can bring people in and discuss, you know, uh, real estate and, yeah. and deals. Lemon, lemons and, into lemonade. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, I'm loving it. Yeah. No, that is that is great. Okay, so is what, that the what question you, you asked? Probably not. <laughs> What's that? That probably wasn't even the question you asked. No, I kind of forgot what the question was. No, but no. so so yeah. What do you what do you see being some of the the challenges right. moving right. ahead with these great plans that you've got. So I guess it's just that, uh, that daunting task of, of going from just looking after my own stuff and, and keeping it simple to everything is about to explode and, and head in all these different directions. I don't know how to work with other partners and uh, make, make the uh, proper uh, financial deal i don't know how to structure a deal i don't know whether it should be a jv or whether it should be a corporation uh, and what the securities commissions would have to say about this that and the other thing and uh, just lack of knowledge really yeah I'm, I'm just a little bit hung up on that yeah well there's there's off the top of my head there's two things you're kind of looking at here uh one is the business partnership that you're entering into with your with the, with these guys that you bought the property that other property with right so your corporate corporation joining forces with their corporation mm. how does that work how do you know all of that kind of stuff which is depending on how you define it that and again qualification here i'm not a lawyer not a security specialist i'm i'm a real estate guy sharing my opinion basically right what i need yeah well you know it, that that's that's the first thing okay how is the business partnership going to look? Yeah. And um, that that's more of like a business type thing versus just the real estate. The, 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 your product is real estate, but it's how, right. how you as a group are going to work together. Um, you're going to have to be very aware of that because your business partner also happens to be your lawyer. One of your business partners happens to be your lawyer. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's an inherent conflict of interest, right? Not saying yeah. you can't do it. I'm just saying yeah. he's no longer looking out for your best interests because he's got his own interests, right? Right, right. And depending on how tight he is with the other two guys, yeah. they've got a pre-existing business working relationship. So you just need to be aware of that, right? Yeah, and it's you. And it's like everything. You, you hope for the best and you plan for the worst. Yeah. 
And unfortunately, the guy that you would go to for real estate advice, you can no longer, or business advice, legal, legally speaking, you have to find somebody else. Yeah. And I'm going to recommend that you probably, it's going to cost a few bucks, but you probably go to a quote unquote big city type lawyer um, just to make sure that, that your butt is covered in this working relationship. Okay. So that's first things first, right? There's the business okay. partnership and then there's the, okay, moving forward. So I love the fact that you've got your own corporation. You've got, you've got all your stuff taken care of within that. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got their own corporation. You're joining forces somehow and creating a third entity that you're all Correct. investors in. So yeah. crap hits the fan. You can dissolve that and everybody goes their own way. So you just got to make sure that however that's structured, your interests are taken care of. Um, The other thing would be is partnerships can be tricky. And I'm I'm just speaking from my own personal experience. Um, They can be really good. And when they're not, it's kind of like a bad marriage. So I've had bad partnerships and I've had bad marriages as well. And they, they all end up being very painful breakups and very, very expensive if you don't have the prenups set up properly. Right. So um, that's just my guy to guy. Yeah. Yeah. Very basic advice for you. And then the other thing we got to look at is, okay, if you're starting to, whether it's in conjunction with these business partners or on your own, if you're starting to bring on joint venture partners or investors in your deal, Yes. How do you structure those kind of things and how does that play? Right where we're at. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, there's all sorts of different ways. Depends on how much capital is needed, how much the size of the buildings that you're getting into, um, that sort of thing. I'm I'm gonna recommend if you're getting started with it, Jeff, you probably look at joint ventures more. That's what I was thinking. Just to get started. Then then you can scale up and get into syndications. But for to get that proof of concept working with investors. You already got the proof in the pudding with your experience doing your own thing. Mm-hmm. Now we just need to kind of extend that to getting your investors a good return on their money, things going along yes. nicely, all that kind of stuff. So the the simplest way to do that is with joint ventures. And how are you going to yeah, how are you going to divvy things up? Um yeah. typically Typically with smaller deals, it's more on the 50-50 side. Thank you. Right? Yeah. However, you're not necessarily doing, when I'm talking smaller deals, I'm talking single family homes, maybe duplexes, yeah. triplexes. Oh, okay. Right. You're, you're in the kind of medium-sized range, right? Um, mm-hmm. So with those kind of scenarios, quite often if the investors or the joint venture partners are bringing all the capital to the table, yeah, you might have to take a a smaller piece of the pie. It might not be a 50-50 split just to make sure that they get a good, decent return on their investment. So that's it's worth their time. But here's the thing, Jeff. The big advantage you have is 108 doors worth in 20 years of experience. That's That's the big advantage you have versus somebody who's just getting started. <clears throat> So you can probably be a lot closer towards the 50-50 type thing mm-hmm. because of your 
track record, your experience already. So with, without, without seeing numbers and all that kind of stuff, that's, yeah. that's big generalities well, I can give you right now. Yeah. That's very helpful. Um, the way I was kind of seeing it was it's kind of going to be deal dependent. So yeah, whatever amount of, of, uh, income is available, you kind of reverse engineer to make sure they get a decent return that they, it's going to be better than where they could get it anywhere else kind of thing. Right. Plus it and depends then, the kind of deal that you're getting into. For example, like the property you're in right now, the one that you're turning in the office, you're kind of, you're renovating, you're kind of doing for lack of a better term, maybe a burr on, on that yeah. property. Yeah. Do you do those from time to time? Is that kind of. No. Um, yeah. Been buy and hold, refi till you die. Um, With, without just, needing to do any major renovations or anything. It's just kind of. No, you don't, in this area, you don't have to because, yeah. you know, rents went up so high that all of my rents are low. Hmm. So as soon as somebody moves out, you can just re-rent it without doing anything to the apartment and, and get another 500 bucks a month. Nice. Um, but what we've been doing is I, I also understand, you know, the more we can increase that NOI and the way I did the math was um, for every extra thousand dollars in income I can make without affecting the expenses, that's worth another $160,000 at refi time oh, at, at today's it. interest rates, right? Yeah. So I understand that, that that extra rent really is is where the where the golden egg is. Um, so what we're doing instead of like kicking people out and and renovating and renting it for as high as we can, when a place comes open, I know I'm already going to get four or five hundred bucks a month without doing anything. So I'll offer it to them just like that. Say this is it. This you want it for this price, or if if you want a nicer place and you're you got a couple extra hundred bucks, maybe two hundred eighty bucks a month. We'll do, you know, a whole new kitchen, a whole new bathroom, mm, flooring, give people paint, the option. trim, give them the option. Maybe you just want flooring. Maybe you just want the kitchen. Yeah. I mean, it's about split right down the middle. You know, like the, the apartment that, that just totally needed it. She, nope, that's fine. Just the way it is. I don't have any more money. I'll take it just like that. And the one that didn't really need anything. Yeah, let's do it all new. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, right. so how long does it take you to turn over an apartment like that? And how do you, yeah. how do you keep that tenant committed and locked in? Yeah. Yeah. That, that's the trick because we rented to them, Dave, this month is the first month I've ever lost one month's rent in my whole 20 years wow. with hundred up to 108 units because I'm, I'm managing myself. I always get another tenant in right on the heels of the other one. You know, my cleaner will come in tomorrow or you can clean it and I'll pay you 150 bucks or whatever. Yeah. Um, only two people have tried to skip and run and not pay. I followed the system. I garnished their wages. I got all my money back and then some, you know, yeah. and I was really proud of that until this month. Anyway, all I'm saying is what we're doing is we, we offer an apartment the way it looks. It's available on this day. If you don't want it on this day, I can get somebody else to rent it on this day. So, yeah. you know, you're moving in on the heels of the last one moving out. You never get 30, 60 days notice, but I can still do it. But there's, the vacancy rate is so low. So um, the trick is we're going to renovate around you if that's okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. You might only need to leave for one day when we're doing the flooring, um, you know, or slap it in that bathroom. You might want to find another place to be for a few hours. Okay. Um, and they're them. okay with it. Yeah. They're yeah. okay with it. So um, 
luckily my, my daughter's boyfriend is a contractor and he's just breaking out on his own and he wants work. And I have kept him busy since the very first day he went out on his own. We've been <laughs> renovating kitchens and bathrooms like crazy. Oh, that is awesome. Well, thanks for, yeah. for sharing that, Jeff. I was re- interviewing somebody the other day and my gosh, he's got an interesting way of increasing the NOI, right? So mm. uh, he was talking about, they they do a lot of, student rental type stuff so what they do is they find these older buildings and that are kind of mismanaged and and whatnot they get them and let's say the example he had was the i think he had 16 units in this one property each unit was a two-bedroom primarily rented to students but they're pretty big units so he was able to take that, buy that property and without having to increase the rent very much, what he did is he added a third, he renovated them and added a third bedroom to each unit. Mm-hmm. So he went from mm-hmm. 32, because they're renting by the room because they're, they're student mm-hmm. rentals, right? Mm-hmm. Went from 32 units, you know, rooms being rented yeah. to... 32 plus 16. So whatever the uh, 48, you know, and basically kept the price per room the same. However, they just increased their, their cash flow exponent, you know, a lot. So again, that just the NOA, I went up the value of the property on refinance went um, and it didn't cost them a heck of a lot to do that either. So there's, yeah, there's interesting ways to do stuff. I feel like that's the way I got to start thinking about things. If I'm going to satisfy an investor, I need to start buying properties with the value add in mind. Mm. Whereas up till now, I, I just buy it as long as it's cash flow and the bank won't let me buy it unless it's cash flow. Mm. You know, well, you know, there's different, different strokes, different folks, Jeff. It's all about mm. how do we educate your investors about all of the profit centers that you are now aware of. Right. In a deal. Cash flow is one of them. Yes, it's it's important. But there's as you mentioned, mortgage pay down is huge. Market yeah. appreciation is huge. Depreciation yeah. can be significant. Right. Leverage, you know, all yeah. of these different yeah. ways yeah. that you and your investor partners make money. Yeah. You know, depending on the deal, the 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 cash on cash ROI might not be spectacular, yeah. but yeah, when you take into account everything else. It yeah. makes a lot of sense. Three to five to seven years down the road, there's a payout and yeah. turn around and do it again. Exactly. There, there's, there's where it's worked for me. If you stick with it for a while, you know, you're not going to get rich quick, but if you stick with it, you will get rich. Exactly. No, that's, right. that is wonderful. Jeff, this has been fantastic. If, uh, if people want to connect with you, I don't know if you're, you're into that kind of stuff, but if, if you're open to connecting with people, how can they get a hold of you? I'm going to have to learn to be. Uh, so we're just starting up a new website, uh, lingproperties.ca, L-I-N-G properties.ca. Um, I'm just getting out on Facebook and Instagram. No sense looking there just yet. I guess email <laughs> right now, jeffling at hotmail.ca, or actually lingproperties7, the number seven, at gmail.com would work as well. Excellent. Well, Jeff, congratulations. And this is exciting, an exciting new chapter in your real estate uh, book. So I, I can't wait to see how things go. Thanks a lot, Dave. Great talking to you. Appreciate the opportunity.
My, likewise. All right, everybody, take care. We'll talk to you on the next episode.